First down and 10. Wilson trying to get the corner. He does. To the 20. To the 10. Touchdown. Pulls it out. Looking downfield. Takes a shot. Wide open. Tight end. Johnny Huntley. 10-5. Touchdown. Searching for answers on the sideline. King, the RPO, and there's another big play. Mark Pope to the end zone for the touchdown. Captain gets a back to win this game. And he had told us don't worry about it. We are going to come back and win the game. He the biggest reason why. He's into the end zone again. That offensive switch route up top. Galora got it. In the corner. It's gone. Touchdown. Pearl kick it away. And Robinson over on the far side will bring it back to the one. And it's thrown right to Tulane for a touchdown. Bouchelle intercepted. Saving Collins. Seals it for Tulsa. Inside the 10 yard line. Got to get up. Got to get up to the line right now. Western Michigan's going to have a chance. Spike the ball down. And welcome to All Four Downs Podcast. I'm filling in for Joe Aguirre. Quite a week of college football. Quite an excitement. A lot of trick plays. And most of all, A, it's what college is all about, right? We have some coaches that couldn't make it throughout the season. We got one that fired and many on the hot seats. We'll be talking about that. As well as recognizing all the college football players and how successful they have been this season. We're going to acknowledge them. We haven't been talking about a few, but uh, we're definitely going to put them on top and, and, and see what's up with that. Also, we have College Pick'em. We have Big Jace, Sean Scale, and Hector V. That's going to be joining me shortly. And most importantly, the top 25. I believe that this top 25 is extremely legit. Uh... We've been arguing about it, for, or debating, excuse me, for the last three weeks about who should be number one, two, three, and four. But we got all that and much more, and let's welcome our, our rest of the hosts of the shows. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey. What's going on? How we doing? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. You know, it's sadly that we don't have Joe today and Rob Benjamin, who couldn't make it. But, uh, hey, the show must go on, absolutely. And we start with breaking news that happened earlier this week. With South Carolina part of ways with Will Matchup. Uh, hopefully I said his last name right, but that's all right. Uh, hey, three seasons with the South Carolina, no success. Uh, every season's been under 500. So uh, what is your take on that, Sean? Uh, I mean, yeah, I wasn't surprised by it really. Um, South Carolina obviously is having another uh, down season. It's just it's tough in the SEC. 
Um, obviously, coming to one of those programs, trying to take away from some of the bigger programs, especially in a, a state like South Carolina, um, trying to take away for recruits from Clemson and obviously all the other SEC schools. So uh, I wasn't I I would have thought that they maybe would have gave them the whole season to try and uh, win some games down the stretch. But uh, if they if they believed that this was the right move, then that's uh, what they had to do. So I wasn't really surprised by it um, at all. Absolutely, I'm surprised there's not many more coaches being fired. Uh, Jace, do you think more coaches will follow? I should say more uh, athletic directors will follow suit the way South Carolina has done. Do you see coaches getting fired before the end of the season? Uh, before the end of the season, I don't know. I actually wrote an article about this at clovercrestmedia.com, so you can check that out. But there are definitely a bunch of coaches on the hot seat. The thing with the COVID season, uh, I, the SEC is very – they love their football, so I understand why this coaching may, change was made. I don't know if any other conferences have the uh, – will have the uh, – I don't know if that's courage to do that during this season. But uh, the, there are definitely a lot of coaches on the hot seat. Uh, a name you put – you didn't put at the bottom for possible replacements is Jamie Chadwell from uh, Coastal Carolina. He's, he's doing great, and I expect him to move up. But, yeah, a lot of coaches are on the hot seat. I do expect a lot of coaching moves this offseason, but I don't know about during the season. Yeah, uh, what, one, one coach that I, I think about is Jim Harbaugh with Michigan. I mean, I don't know how many chances can you get that uh, ever since he's been there, he hasn't been successful with any ranking opponents. And on top of that, he hasn't been able to beat Ohio State. So I'm just wondering to see, will this be the last year from Jim Harbaugh? What does your take, Hector? Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, you know, you get so many chances, you know, to get to get it right with a with a team like Michigan, you know what I'm saying? Especially in the conference, you know, in the conference that you're playing in, you know, you, you're going to be held to a higher standard. So especially if you're coming from the NFL level, coming into college. So, yeah, you don't get it right. You, you got to go. Absolutely. More updated news. We got Miami postponing their game this weekend due to coronavirus. So with the ACC, what they had done was made uh, some arrangements for them. So December 5th, they will play Wake Forest. The following week, they'll play North Carolina. And uh, in case, uh, depending on how the standings go, uh, Georgia they will face Georgia Tech on the conference championship day. Uh, so we'll see from there. Uh, South Carolina star cornerback J.C. Horn will opt out and will prepare himself for the NFL draft. And Trevor Lawrence returns to team activities. They're expecting him to play the next game. Uh, something we'll be talking about later once we talk about the rankings. And speaking about the rankings, this is the CMG Sports Consensus Committee. Make sure you go on clovercrestmedia.com and check out all these podcast shows. All of them have their input into these rankings. Of course, uh, Jason Sean Scanlon came from joining about the G-Men earlier. Uh, Quite a success there. And also Hector from the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show and myself. I'm multitasking here, but I'm, I'm involved in a lot of these uh, podcasts. So uh, good, kudos to Clovercrest Media. But here we go. We're going to start with the top 25. 21 through 25, we have Tulsa, Oklahoma, Appalachia State, Iowa State, Nevada. Sean, you like this list right here? 
I do. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now what I had, but uh, I think, yeah, Nevada I had at 25, um, and most of all these other teams I had up there. Um, yeah, I, I had Louisiana uh, in the top 20 and Georgia at 21, but uh, other than that, I, I agree with uh, most of these rankings. Absolutely. Nevada's the first time they're being on the top 25 in our charts. Uh, we'll move over to 16 through 20, which we have Oklahoma State. Oregon, Wisconsin, Georgia, and USC. Jace, what's your take on this part here? Um, I, I like it. Uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I struggle with because they've only played Illinois and Michigan, so I don't really know how good Wisconsin is. Uh, UC, USC, <laughs> I, I know I'm gonna ruffle a, a couple feathers here. They do have a good quality win against a good Arizona State team. They looked really bad and squeaked away with a win against a bad Arizona team. So I don't really know how they feel. I, I do like Oklahoma State and Oregon. I do like a lot. Georgia, I, I've said my piece with Georgia. Well, you, you, your, your, your piece with Georgia is very debatable. But as far as USC, man, those two games with, with Arizona State and Arizona, I mean – you count your prayers, man, because that's how they won the game. I don't see USC that good, and they're going to be battle tested this week once they face Utah. Uh, yes, sir. 11 through 15, Liberty, Miami, Indiana, Northwestern, and Louisiana. I am, I am thrilled to see Liberty at 8-0, and zero, but I, I got a good feeling that this weekend might not be so good for them. But, uh, Hector, you like this list right here? This, this. Yeah, this one right here I do like, and it is, like you just said, I think this is going to hurt Liberty because of who they are, where they play. I, you know, they if they do wind up losing this weekend, at 8-1 and one is still a good record, but, you know, because of who they are, that's going to probably drop them pretty pretty hard. And, I, again, I do not like that because they you still should give them some kind of credit. I can understand if they get blown out, but if they keep this game pretty close, then why should they get penalized too much? Because obviously we're crediting teams who are just barely starting to play and we're putting them in the top 25. And then what I have a bad feeling that we're going to do is take these 2-0 and teams and jump them over Liberty, and that's going to be another whole soapbox for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, especially having Indiana and Northwestern, both 4-0, um, Indiana will be facing Ohio State and Northwestern's facing Wisconsin. So – who, who knows what can happen between those two teams, whether they move up or move down drastically and stuff. But Miami's still hanging in there. Um, they're barely squeaking out wins from the last two weeks. Uh, so there's plenty of football, man. We got another month left before we start looking, getting closer to the college football playoffs. And then uh, 7 to 10, we got Florida, Texas A&M, Coastal Carolina, and Marshall. Big debate about Florida and Texas A&M just because Texas A&M, uh, the Aggies had defeated Florida. Now, that was still a close game, but Jace, you feel as though the Aggies should be ranked higher, you, you say? Yes, yes. The Aggies have that win, and they have their only loss is to the number one team in the nation. And so I don't understand. Yes, you can say what you want about Florida – they can make it to the SEC championship game. But head-to-head, -head, the Aggies beat them. So, therefore, they should be ranked ahead of them. 
If Florida does go in and beat Alabama, that's a whole conversation for down the road. But right now, the Aggies have that win over Florida, so they should be over Florida in the rankings. That's at least my opinion. What's your take, Sean? I agree 100%. Uh, I I believe we talked about this last week, but uh, you have to give the advantage to the team that won in the head-to-head matchup. Um, Yeah, it kind of just confuses me uh, why anyone would put Florida above uh, Texas A&M at this point. Look, I, I, I say it quite simple. Any any other sport, okay, and I like to use baseball in, in something like this. If you have the Yankees and the Red Sox, and the Yankees are whipping the Red Sox, you know, best out of 19 games, yet the Red Sox squeeze into the playoffs, then they win the World Series. You're going to say, oh, Red Sox don't deserve to be a champion or, or, or stuff like that because the Yankees won. They, they've been beating them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but this is such a different scenario. Baseball, you, you get to play each other 19 times a year. Uh, right. Especially in this COVID season, you only get eight games overall. So I think it, it weighs a lot more weight into the fact that uh, they won the head-to-head matchup. Well, they're playing more than eight games in the SEC. Well, ten, I mean, 10. It's, it's not but much, at, at the same time, if Alabama doesn't lose, we don't talk about Texas A&M at all. And in fact, let's say if Florida you know, def- defeats Alabama for some odd reason, Maybe that'll be a push for Texas A&M to get into the top four. And maybe we have two SEC teams, or maybe not. I mean, it's, it's a weird scenario, but you got to look at it this way. Florida is still in first place regardless. Yeah, and also, you know, you look at college versus the NFL. College, we go off of style points. And, again, I'm going to bring this up with TCU and Baylor, okay? In this situation right here, I can see why Florida is over A&M, even though I didn't have that in my polls. But I can see it why here because you look at the wins that AM has. They barely beat a Vanderbilt team who don't have a win. Okay. I mean, they gave up so many points to Arkansas. And, you know, it's like, but here we got Florida who, when they do win, they're beating the mess out of everybody that they're playing and just have a three point loss to the, the Aggies. So, you know, let's look at the look at let's look at that too. We got to take that into small consideration. Okay, yes. Again, Florida lost, but now let's who they do what they're doing to the rest of the opponents. We will not be having this conversation if you know if Vanderbilt found the found the touchdown somewhere out of their pocket and beats and beats them. You know what I'm saying? Beats the Aggies. You see, so that was that close. So I kind of do understand giving Florida just a slight edge. Absolutely, and and with that game, the Aggies did beat Vanderbilt seventeen to twelve, and and we're talking about Vanderbilt that's zero and six in the season and moving on here to the rest of, of the top 25 as we climb up here we go we'll start with byu and clemson at five and six then our number four will be ohio state number three cincinnati number two notre dame and number one alabama so with that uh, of Jay's any 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 disagreements there on the top six? No, I don't got any disagreements with this. This is right. I like it. I personally put Ohio State over Cincinnati, but it is what it is. I love this. I do have a disagreement with all the so-called experts who their top four is Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and either Florida or Clemson. That's ridiculous. I understand. Power five, power five this, power five that. It doesn't matter. 
Cincinnati and BYU, they are whooping teams, and you have to respect that, and you have to let them in. You, They are undefeated. They are whooping teams. But yet you're going to keep Ohio State over both of them. That don't make no sense. That means Ohio State needs to go to the bottom and BYU and Cincinnati need to be above them and put Ohio State at the bottom. Ohio State has not done nothing to deserve where they be at. But BYU has, Cincinnati has. And honestly, again, Clemson with one loss, losing to Notre Dame, is still better than Ohio State. That's my opinion. Indeed. So, what's any comments there? Um, no, that's uh, other than BYU and Clemson, I had them flipped just because I think uh, Clemson is the better team. But I, I don't have any problem with BYU being at number five, though, because their resume is so far. But um, yeah, other than that, I, I had the top four exactly like that. Um, I, I think it's a pretty fair ranking. Yeah, come December 19, we'll see who's going to be involved in the conference championship. As we know that Notre Dame already had beaten Clemson. Trevor Lawrence is coming back to Clemson. Do you think that that is a game changer going to the ACC championship? Should Clemson and Notre Dame face each other for the title? I'll start with you, Jace. I I honestly – no, it's not a game changer. I, I think the game changer in that game is going to be the defensive players that weren't there. Trevor Lawrence is good. He's a great quarterback. He's going to be the first overall drafted. But – when he left DJ Ui on the Lele, filled his role perfectly fine. It was the defense. It was the guys out on the defense that really made the difference and really was the reason why Notre Dame won that game. Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be a great addition, but he's not going to be the reason why they beat Notre Dame in the conference championship if they do. So my question for you, Sean, is Alabama number one in the rankings – Will they finish undefeated before the college football playoffs? Yeah, I believe they will. Um, I think Florida is going to be their biggest test. Um, obviously, the way that Kyle Trask and that offense has been playing um, is that they're playing at a phenomenal rate. And obviously, there's been some questions about Alabama's defense. But I think in the big games, they've, they've proved that they can show up um, and, and win the big game. So I, I think that Alabama definitely does have a good chance. Um, and if they reschedule that LSU game, obviously had a, a lot of hype before the year, but we know what LSU has done this year. So, and Auburn, uh, I think, has really been uh, a very big upset this year. I think Gus Malzahn, uh, it might be his last year at head coach, just the way they played. So, um, yeah, other than other than Florida, I don't – oh, wait, they don't even play Florida. All right, yeah, so – yeah, Only if they play in an SEC championship yeah, yeah, yeah. if both teams win out. Yeah, but yeah, so, in terms of the regular season, yeah. I think Auburn's the only one that maybe even can contend, and I, I still think they can win that game by probably 28-plus points. Right, so, yeah. so their next three games as of right now is Kentucky, Auburn, and they end it with Arkansas. So before we move on, Hector, BYU, 8-0, do you think they got a chance to squeeze in and maybe be that fourth team for the college football playoffs? Oh, definitely. I think they're going undefeated, and I think they should be in the top four. No no doubt about it. I mean, it there's, I mean, look at the, what they've done so far this year. I mean, nobody knew who they were before this, and now they're coming out here and they're taking COVID by storm. They're saying, COVID who? We don't care about this. We're going on the field. We're proving things, and they're doing what they're supposed to They belong in the top four right now. Well, I'll I, I tell you right now that Jace called BYU from the very beginning. 
uh, just like last year he called Utah. And like well, how Utah ended, I got a feeling BYU might be in the same way. So it's uh, one of those Jace jinx. So we'll see on the, about that. But uh, yeah, great call. Overall, uh, all these games happen. Notre Dame will be off this week. But Alabama faces Kentucky. Uh, the biggest game is Ohio State versus number thir- uh, 13 in, in all four downs uh, rankings against Indiana. Uh, Coastal Carolina and Appalachia State, that is an awesome game to watch. It's an early game on Saturday. You got to check it out. That's going to be nothing but straight-up action. I, I just can't wait for that one. Also, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma will battle for the Big 12. That is a rivalry. That is the game of the week that's going to happen at, uh, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. So I can't wait to see that. They always have that fourth quarter scenario that leads you off your seat waiting to see who has that ball last and of course um, look Nevada new to the rankings they're 4-0 they look like a, a, a deadly team pretty much they take on San Diego State that's also a great match there anything else that you guys see uh, Jace uh, on this a game that's must see I, I like it. What you highlighted there at the end, Nevada against San Diego State. San Diego State had a tough loss to San Jose State. Um, I, they are a tough team, though, in Nevada, dude. This Carson Strong kid. I have not – I said it a couple weeks ago. I have not seen a guy throw the ball like this since Patrick Mahomes in college. This dude is a gunslinger, and I'm interested to see this matchup. Okay, Sean? Uh, I think Liberty NC State is going to be a pretty good game. We'll see if Liberty uh, is actually for real. Um, obviously, they got the two ACC wins uh, prior this year against Virginia Tech and Syracuse, but I think uh, NC State might be the best out of the three that they played. So they go into NC State. I think it's going to be a huge game and uh, see a few freeze and uh, Liberty can come out uh, undefeated and even move more, even move up more in the rankings uh, after this week. Now, one, one game I forgot to mention is Wisconsin and Northwestern. I know we talked about, uh, about that just a few seconds ago, but uh, that will determine to see what type of team is in the Big Ten and see who could actually contend with Ohio State. So I, I, I'm pretty uh, pretty uh, determined to see that game as well. Uh, but we're moving on here. As you see, the top 25 and their opponents. And then also... Uh, best quarterback performers so far at the minimum of six games. We got Mac Jones leading the way, Zach Wilson, and Kyle Trask. All three of them are outstanding. Uh, and all three potentially candidates for the Heisman. Uh, so we'll see from there and see if we get more uh, input uh, as the weeks go along. Uh, running running back performers, Brees Hall. Another man, he leads in yardage with 1,034, but also Javante Williams from North Carolina leading the way with 15 rushing touchdowns. Wide receivers, we got Elijah Moore, Martin Williams, and Jonathan Adams. Uh, great success there. Best tight ends, Hunter Long, Colin Granson, and Kenny Yaboa. These are the guys, like I said, man, we haven't mentioned them. Uh, they haven't been really on the national platform watching these games and stuff. Uh, I know SMU had their game last week, uh, which suffered a loss. But uh, these guys got are highly potential to be in the NFL draft. So we got to pay attention to these guys, uh, especially teams that like to go after tight ends. 
Then we have the, the defenses. So we'll start with the linebacker side. Isaiah McDuffie doing very well with Boston College. Patrick Johnson quick in his feet as a defensive end for Tulane, who leads the league in 10 sacks. And Jerem Morris was just tied with four interceptions, but has the most tackles out of all the secondaries. And he also has one touchdown. The top scorers, and I find this so hilarious, a place kicker in second place. Now, when I mentioned, when I saw a place kicker, I thought, man, is this the guy that's holding the ball? But no, I mean, it's place kicker is the actual kicker. Who well, has the most points in the NFL history? Adam Vinatieri. Kickers I, get the points. Yeah, yeah, they get the points. I guess uh, they rely on the kicker when you're at SMU. Um, but uh, Javante Williams still leading the way with 108 points. Uh, Chris Nagger, Najee Harris, Brees Hall, once again, his name is popping up, and Kevin Harris from South Carolina. And the Heisman Trophy. All right, this is the vote from the CMG Sports Podcast. And at number one, once again, Mac Jones. We have Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Kyle Trask. And uh, newly into this week, we have Desmond Ritter. Uh, Jace, you keep talking about Ritter. Uh, go ahead and please elaborate with us about Desmond Ritter. Dude, this dude is the total package. He, he, he is so smart, so accurate. Reads the defense as well, and he had can do a lot with his feet. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you had him as the lead, as the nation, one of the nation leading rushers. This dude is the total package, and uh, it it's really stinks that a lot of people, when it comes to the Heisman, it's the same as what I was talking about with the experts and their top four for the playoff. Cincinnati is a, a team that's being. Let go. People, are, they're being overlooked. And Desmond Ritter is a quarterback that's being overlooked for the Heisman. I'm so happy that he is on our top five. Yeah, and uh, he is being left out because, once again, the biggest talk right now is Trevor Lawrence. Not only that he's coming back, but he's still on top of the list as still winning the Heisman Trophy. I have a big problem with that, especially when you have a person like Mac Jones who's putting up the numbers every week. We just hope that he continues this week. I know they've been off for a couple of weeks, but let's see what happens uh, as we move on forward. College Pick'em, it's here. And before we start, I would love to share this video clip with you guys. So check this out. Notre Dame. Outstanding. Too bad, they're gonna win by two touchdowns. Maybe 13.5, right, Jace? <laughs> I, I hear a lot of people saying this game's going to be a lot closer than Ovi thinks it's going to be, at least. Two touchdowns, baby. No and two, two touchdowns it is. You're damn right. Notre Dame was victorious. 14 points over Boston College. Pat myself in the back. I know what I'm talking about. And that's why I'm in first place, ladies and gentlemen. 68 wins, 54 losses. Yes, I'm bragging. But hey, I can't brag by myself. We got Robin Hector, who also was tied with me 6-3. Uh, Sean would have been there, but he had one game that got canceled after we made our picks. And that's why Jace and Sean will make an extra pick for the uh, wild card as we go ahead and try to even things out. But uh, again, myself, I got Tulane over Army, which I was called a hypocrite. I was called because it was Veterans Day that was decked out Army, and yet I was made fun of 
by somebody that's wearing that New York hat over there. Yep, if you go two down, <laughs> yep, that guy. All right. And like I said, the big, difference, the big difference between Army and Cincinnati game compared to Army and Tulane game. You got to know this. But uh, Hector, you did good with Hector over Vanderbilt. And Rob, he did very well with USC over Arizona, which was pure luck. I'm telling you, that was pure luck. But let's see if they have more luck coming up this week. <laughs> so straight picks Thursday first game Tulane at Tulsa uh, Hector we'll start with you Jason Sean uh, who you got I think this is going to be a good match both teams are on a winning streak right now but I'm going to go with the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes there I think you know they just I think they know how to play closer games than Tulane does Tulane just goes out there and blows people out I think if it comes down to a close game, Tulsa knows what they do. They've beaten two ranked teams at the time when they were ranked at UCF and SMU. So I got I got Tulsa winning this one. All right. I agree with you, Hector. I'm going Tulsa as well. Uh, Tulane, I guess I was wrong about them last week, but uh, I know I'm not going to be wrong about them this week. I think this is going to be a tough game. Uh, this is a rivalry, I believe. So I think they're going to go at it, but I, I expect Tulsa to come out with the win here. I'm also going to go with the Golden Hurricanes. Uh, I think they get the win here. Uh, they had a lot of postponements early in the season, but I, I think uh, they're, they're going to start to find their groove once they get a couple of consecutive weeks with games. So I think uh, it's going to be a convincing win for Tulsa here. I, I got to disagree, man. I, I, I'm picking Tulane to win this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to go all the way. I won't be surprised if this game goes to overtime, but uh, I, I definitely think that whoever has last possession is going to actually take this win. So despite that, they're being five and four. And you guys said this is a rivalry game, you know, so I, I got Tulane over Tulsa in this game. And we got uh, up in the state versus Coastal Carolina, 12 o'clock game, ESPN2. What you got? I'm going with Coastal Carolina, you know, and I'm happy to see that, you know, both these teams are doing good regardless, you know, because uh, myself being a dad of a daughter who goes to a Sunbelt school in Texas State, you know, I like the way the Sunbelt is playing here. So, you know, I'm go but I'm going with Coastal Carolina. I think Grayson McCall is going to be the key factor here as a quarterback. I think he's going to be able to help get this offense on the row and take down Appalachian State. Uh, I'm going Coastal Carolina, too. They are a good, good team. The close game they had was against a tough Louisiana team. I expect that it to be a similar game. It's going to be tough. It's going to be close. But I expect Jamie Chadwell to have his uh, – what are they called again? The chandeliers or the whatever. Chandeliers. Chandeliers. Whatever. The, the, the green cocks ready for – this game. No, 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 we're not going there again. Yeah, we're not going there again. No, we're not going there again. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with the upset on this one. Uh, even though it, it shouldn't come as much upset, I think Appalachian State's a really good team. Um, obviously, Grayson McCall is a, a great quarterback. I think that he'll have a good game, but uh, I think Appalachian State will do just enough on offense to keep up. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, and I think that App State will pull it out late. Yeah, if it, if it helps Coastal Carolina to win this game, then I have to say this. Appalachian uh, State has beaten them six times. They're 6-0. Okay? And the only loss they had is against Marshall. 
and Marshall's a good team. Okay, so they bounce back. Appalachian State has been owning the Sun Belt Conference, and they're gonna they're they're on redemption. And I pick Appalachian State to defeat Coastal Carolina. I won't even call it an upset. I think oh, we well. expect Appalachian State to win, and uh, and uh, therefore I got them. So it's gonna be an interesting game. I mean, whoever wins, I I I like them both, man. But I gotta pick one. So now let's go for the spread. Uh, the big game, Indiana. Should they actually represent, or will we be the normal um, Indiana that we know from the past against Ohio State? I can't even see that. I'm blind. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Um, so the what's the spread for him? Yeah, I was gonna say what's the spread on that. I think it was pretty big, though. I believe. Oh my bad. It's uh, Ohio State's uh, twenty and a half favorite. Uh, yeah. Then I'm gonna go with Indiana. I think they're gonna cover that. Honestly, I mean, um, they may not win this game, but I think they're gonna keep this pretty close, especially with that big of a spread. Honestly, so I'm, I'm going with Indiana on this one. Indiana plays a tough defense. Uh, <clears throat> offense is all, all right. Uh, it gets the job done, but Ohio State, their real thing, their explosive offense. I, I think the Indiana's defense is gonna able. Be able to slow them down a little bit, keep it with not really close, but within the spread. I'm gonna go Indiana. I'm gonna go with Ohio State here. Um, I think that this is gonna be their big statement win uh, to start off the season. And if you look at Indiana's uh, wins, they just barely beat Penn State, who we know now to be a terrible team. Uh, barely beat Michigan. Barely beat not barely beat Michigan, but. It was a close game with Michigan, and then uh, they beat Rutgers, too. So I don't think they're as real a team, and I think that we're going to find that out this week. And uh, I think that Ohio State's going to come out and win this game uh, pretty big. I could see them winning by probably uh, 21 or 28. So, yeah, I'm going to pick Ohio State. And, and this is one of the reasons why I don't like how they do the rankings because I feel like they push Indiana to be so good, and I feel as though they're not that good. They haven't been that good for the last decade. And to all of a sudden get this push, Ohio State, I won't be surprised if they score and the spread be over 30. So Ohio State, for me, uh, will demolish Indiana, especially being that it's in Ohio. LSU at Arkansas. Uh, LSU is favorite only by two points. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm going with LSU. I mean... I think they're just a little bit better than Arkansas. I mean, LSU's not really all that this year themselves, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with LSU. Uh, I disagree. I'm gonna go Arkansas. I think Arkansas is the best of the mediocre teams in the SEC. Uh, they're playing good football. Sam Pittman is really uh, he's really been a good addition as the coach for Arkansas. I, I expect I think they are going to win this game outright. Uh, I agree. I'm going to go with Arkansas on this one. Uh, I like their offense a lot. They they put up a lot of points. And Felipe Franks, after a couple upsetting years at Florida uh, with the transfer, he's been playing pretty well this year. And I just don't like what LSU has been doing ever since the start of the season. So I think it will be kind of close game, but I think Arkansas will probably win by, by a touchdown here. I agree with you there, Sean. I'm also picking Arkansas. Georgia Southern at Army. Army suffered a terrible loss to Tulane. Uh, they they go head to head with Georgia Southern, both with the same record, six and two. Army's favorite by four points. Yeah, I'm sticking with my Army. That's 
that's who I like. That's who I got. That's who I'm going for. <laughs> Both triple option teams. Who runs the triple option better? Army. Army gets the win and covers. I agree. I think Army bounces back this week. Um, Georgia Southern's a pretty good team, but I think, uh, you know, Army, that's their uh, – I think they do it better at their uh, style of brand of football, which is, uh, you know, pound the rock and play, play some tough defense. So, I agree that they'll cover. I think they'll probably win by a touchdown. Correct. As the philosopher The Miz from WWE will say, this time around, I'm actually going for Army. So, Cincinnati at UCF. Now, Cincinnati is favorite six points. Yeah, I think this is going to be very interesting. I mean, I think either side of the ball's defense is going to have to step up because you're talking about Dylan Gabriel versus Desmond Ritter. I mean, these two quarterbacks are just totally awesome. I don't think we give Dylan Gabriel enough credit. You know, we don't even talk about him or anything like that. But, I mean, his stats are up there, you know, and if if Cincinnati's defense don't come with it, they're going to have a, a very long day. But at the end of it, I think Cincinnati's going to cover and win this game outright. So I'm going for Cincinnati. We were talking about Shane Bouchelle being in the Heisman until they faced Cincinnati. Well, people were talking about how explosive Memphis's offense was until they played Cincinnati. UCF, explosive offense, doesn't matter. Cincinnati's defense is just that good. Cincinnati destroys UCF here. Yeah, I agree with this one. I'm going to go uh, with the Bearcats. They haven't been within uh, one score game this season. They've won by more than seven points every game. I think that trend is going to continue because Cincinnati has a great defense, obviously an offense with a good running game and Desmond Ritter. Uh, I think that they it will be a statement win. I can see them winning by 14 or 17. Here. Well, I hope they do. And, and if they beat them over a touchdown at least, I think that the, the committee should be looking at Cincinnati and, and put them in a higher seat. However, I beg to differ on this one. I think in this game is going to be an upset. I think UCF will be able to hang in there closely. So even if Cincinnati will win, I think it's going to be closer than six points. But uh, I'm actually going for UCF to pull an upset win and knock off Cincinnati from the top 10. Uh, moving on to San Diego State at Nevada. And Nevada's favorite at one and a half. Yeah, I'm going for the Wolfpack on this one. I think their offense is pretty good. Um, I, I don't see anything about San Diego State that's pretty appealing to me, so I'm going with Nevada on this one. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly think that spread should be bigger for Nevada. Nevada, explosive offense. They can score points. Carson Strong is legit. Uh, Nevada's going to win it handily here. I agree. I, th I think that spread is a little wacky, uh, especially for Nevada being at home the way they've been playing. But uh, San Diego, and I, I haven't seen San Diego State play, I'll be honest, but uh, looking from their box scores and stuff, it it doesn't look super impressive. I, I watched Nevada last week, and uh, like Jason's been saying, Carson Strong is a stud, and uh, I think that Nevada will win big in this one. Don't judge on the bookies. We should have learned our mistake with Miami and Virginia Tech. Mm. Don't go against the bookies. And even that game was a little close, don't you say? However, I'm still picking Nevada, even if it's just a field goal. I'm still a winner. All right? So, but anyhow, let's move on with Wisconsin at Northwestern to see who is the best, second best team in the Big Ten, as we could say. Uh, 
Wisconsin favorite by seven and a half. Yeah, I'm going to give them a chance here. I mean, I know they only played two games so far, but I'm going to give them a chance to prove me wrong, you know, to see if what they can do. I think they're going to go out there and, and put it on to Northwestern, even though Northwestern is looking good, but I think they're going to put it on them. So I'm, I'm going for the Badgers here. Badgers have looked really, really good playing against Illinois and Michigan. Eh, uh, games. Northwestern is going to get this win. Um, I like Peyton Ramsey. They're, they're to be the transfer from Indiana. I like their defense. Uh, Northwestern is going to get this win. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, going to take Northwestern with the points here. Uh, I don't know if they get the upset because uh, Wisconsin does have a really good offense, I think. But I think they'll definitely cover. Uh, Northwestern at home has always been great. So uh, especially with a, a spread of seven and a half, I, I don't trust that really at all. And uh, Northwestern, like Jay said, has a very good defense. So they'll, they'll give Graham Mertz some trouble. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Northwestern will cover. I got Northwestern myself regardless. They're at home, home field advantage, even though with little or no fans, they'll get the job done. San Jose State at Fresno State. Hmm. Bulldogs. Bulldogs? You want Bulldogs. You're going Bulldogs? Bulldogs. All right. Bulldogs it is. Uh, I, I like San Jose State here. I think they are the second best team in the Mountain West, and um, they're going to get this win here. Oh, oh, San Jose State, by the way, is favorite two and a half. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Hector. That's okay. I'm going Bulldogs. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to agree with Hector on this one. Uh, I think Fresno State had, had a rough first week, but uh, I think they bounced back pretty well. And um, I don't know about San Jose San Jose State has looked good, um, and, it, and it's great uh, for their program that they're out to the best start um, in, in their history. But I, I think that ends this week when uh, the Bulldogs uh, get the win at home, and I think they'll definitely cover. I don't know, man. San Jose State had given San Diego State their first loss. I think they're rolling this season. It's their lucky year. So yeah, the Bulldogs I'll, are rolling too. They won three in a row, and their three wins are pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. But San Jose State, I, I, I choose. Fair enough. <laughs> Liberty at NC State. A, a, a good game to watch. Liberty, uh, 8-0. NC State, they've been having a mediocre, um, what's it called? Mediocre? Mediocre. Yeah, that word. <laughs> <laughs> they be, they've been all right. Just not good enough. But 5-3, uh, and three, who you got? Liberty, 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 Liberty. <laughs> Liberty favorite at three and a half. Actually, no, I take it back. NC State is favorite at three and a half in this game. But I'm going for the upset here. I think Liberty can pull it off. I think they learned their mis their mistakes with Virginia Tech. I think they can take down uh, NC State here, the Wolfpack. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Liberty as well. Uh, NC State, they have shown some flashes of good goodness. Uh, if Liberty wins this, we, everyone talks about Power 5 this, Power 5 that. They've beaten a bunch of ACC schools. So you, mm -hmm. you kind of got to respect that. And you kind of got to look at that when you're talking about the college football playoff. If they're beating these so-called all great Power 5 ACC schools. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point, Jace. Um, with wins over NC – if they do beat NC State this week, um, Amgen and Texas, both ACC teams that are both over 500. So sure, you definitely got to give Liberty – yeah, yeah, Q's too. So you got to give Liberty some respect. Um, I don't know if Liberty will go in and win this game, but I, I think they'll definitely cover. So I'll take Liberty with the points. 
All right. Well, I got NC State to win this at home. Uh, I think that uh, the stop sign is there for Liberty. Hey, it was a good run at 8-0, but it's time to move on. And maybe, even though Liberty's head coach got an extension on that team, who knows if he's going to stay there this year. But, um, hey, people got to move up, right? But uh, I don't think I don't think Liberty will, will got what it takes, man. So we'll see. USC at Utah, the which I call overrated USC. Uh, I know uh, Jace might disagree with me. Uh, USC's favorite three points in this game. This is Utah's first game. I'll pick first. Utah will defeat USC and embarrass them. Yeah, I had a tough time with this one, but um, I'm going to give USC the benefit of the doubt this one time just to see what they can do. I want to see if, uh, what's his name, Marquis Stepp can try to run the ball against Utah, you know, or what, what the case may be. But I'm going to give him this opportunity to try to prove me wrong here. If not, then they can take themselves and go back to Southern California. But I'm going with USC. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to do what Ovi didn't do last week. USC has all – they've always dominated Utah, especially at home. It's in Utah this week, so maybe they might do a little bit better. But USC has always beaten Utah. It's – it's I don't like it. It's just facts. But I'm going to go Utah because I love my Utes, and they are the real U. Utah all the way, baby. Yeah, uh, I wish Utah. Uh, I wish there wasn't their first game. I wish they could have had some, gotten some games in before they uh, go against probably the best team in the back twelve. So I think it's gonna be a rough spot for them. Um, I think USC will cover here, but I, I do think it's gonna be a pretty good game. I think uh, Utah will keep it within a touchdown. So you're saying that USC is the best team in the Pac-12? As of right now, they are. So they're better than Oregon, is what you're telling me? <laughs> Oregon didn't look that oh, impressive. We talked. Jace last week said Oregon had the best they defense. Do. They have the best defense in the nation. Apparently, that didn't show that they were the best defense last week when they were getting slaughtered in the first half. But uh, slaughtered. Yeah, man, you didn't see the game like I Field saw the game. Are slaughtered. Oh my God! Oregon's garbage, just like USC. Everything's by luck over there. That's why Pac-12 are not making it to to the to the college football playoffs, man. Whatever. Call me crazy. <laughs> I have multiple times. And I'm still on top, baby. <laughs> All right. So this is the part when we spin the wheel. All right, the over-under picks. And uh, of course, we have Jace and, and Sean. They'll be picking twice. And with that, Sean, you go first. Big Jace, Hector, and then myself, and then we'll repeat again. So are you guys ready? Yes. Yep. Ready to go. All right. And Hector, it's all right. You're going to enjoy the music. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking about Oregon, we got them in the first. They're going against UCLA at 66 and a half. So who you got, Sean? Um, I'm going to go with Oregon in the game. Um, and then what, 66 and a half? Yes. Uh, I'll take I'll take the over in that. Um, I think UCLA will, will put up some points and uh, 
I think Oregon would do just enough. I could see them both uh, being in the 30s, so I'll, I'll take the over in Oregon. All right, Jace, you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. Jeez. Um, All right, Missouri at South Carolina, 56 and a half. Uh, I think South Carolina is going to do what uh, what we saw from the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL. Coach gets fired. They rally behind their uh, interim head coach. Get the win here. Also, South Carolina, they have one of the best running backs in the nation in Kevin Harris. What was the total? 56 and a half. I do, however, think it will be an under a lot of running in this game, a lot of time getting wasted off the clock. We'll go the under in South Carolina here. All right, Hector, here's your wheel. Minnesota at Purdue, 62 and a half. 62 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go with Purdue on this one. Um, I I think it's going to be under, honestly. I think I think it's going to be a pretty tight game, but I think I'm going to go with the under on that one, Purdue. All right, and here's my row. So New Mexico and Air Force, they're going to battle it off 55 and a half. I'm picking New Mexico to win, and those points are going to be over, over 55 and a half. And now we got Big Jace. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean Scanlon once again. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. Mississippi State and Georgia, 44 and a half. Oh, uh, I'm going to take Georgia. Uh, that number is really low. Um, I'll, I'll still take the nah, – no, eh, yeah, I'll take the under. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't decide, but, yeah, Georgia in the under. All right, Jordan in the under. Okay, and last wheel, Jace, are you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. Don't even give me the number. Florida, the over. Florida's going to single-handedly hit the over. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to pay attention to the number, man. What's the number? Well, you say you didn't care, so. What's the number? The number is 68. Yep, single-handedly. Florida's going to score 70. Wow. All righty then. Okay. <laughs> watch, the, watch the Commodore score 21. Oh. That's the hope to over, bro. 68 is kind of high, especially when that them two teams they have not scored over 68 points in the last decade. This could be the first time 
So, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll see if that happens. But we have one more game to go, and it is the game of the week. Uh, so check out this clip. with a straight drop, takes his eyes down, takes off, Jalen Hurts, this is what he does best, just like that touchdown Oklahoma. Rogan hits it, Oklahoma State saves its season. Rushing three, Cornelius steps and fires, has a man, it's caught, it's Colin Wallace indeed for the touchdown. And the game of the week, which is at 7.30 on ABC this Saturday. Uh, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. Uh, I had the privilege to be living in Texas for three times in the last 20 years. And when it comes to games like this, you know, uh, Oklahoma fans that, that in that local area, whatever, they, they're always divided. Um, you know, it's the Big 12, you know, despite living in Texas, you still hear about the history of Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, you know, uh, just like if Oklahoma was facing Texas, you know, it, it, you know, rivalry is a rivalry, you know, the house is divided, you know, no matter what, I mean, this is like a tradition and for these two teams to go at it, Oklahoma State's on top, Oklahoma had a rough start and now they're in the winning streak, so here we are. These two teams make it or break it. Hector, who you got? I'm actually going to go with Oklahoma on this one. I mean, they the it's a real close race here in the Big 12 between these two. They're both looking up at Iowa State, and Oklahoma State can say that they beat Iowa State. So I think that kind of gives them the advantage. But I think Oklahoma is going to take this one. I think Spencer Rattler is going to, you know, he's starting to see his mojo a little bit, you know, where he was missing. He was starting to hit right now. He's got a running game that's helping him out three of the last four games, averaging about the 200 yards a game. So I think they're starting to put the pieces together on offense on both sides of the ball on offense. So I think they're going to take care of business and take down Oklahoma State Cowboys. I just think Oklahoma State is just overall a better team. And uh, I know history shows that Oklahoma wins this game a lot. I, I think this is going to be the year where Oklahoma State gets the win. And then, uh, yeah, and I think it's going to be – it's going to be a close one, but Oklahoma State is going to pull out in the end. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jace on this one. Um, Oklahoma has been playing really well as of late. Um, obviously, uh, Spencer Rattler and the offense has got it going, and they've been putting up a lot of points. But Oklahoma State's one of the better defenses in the Pac-12, and um, I think Spencer Sanders and, and Chuba Hubbard, Tyler Wallace, will have a lot of success against this Oklahoma defense. So I think Oklahoma State will just squeeze it out in the end um, just because I think they're the better team, even if they're on the road. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Um. I'm going to go with Hector on this one. I'm, I'm going to speak with Oklahoma. I think they're the hottest team right now. Uh, again, they had a slow start from the beginning. But I think at the end, Oklahoma's going to pull it out. I won't be surprised if they have that lead in the fourth quarter. 
and they maintained that lead all the way to the end of the game, regardless of what Oklahoma State will do. Uh, I think the Oklahoma State is on a decline when it comes to their performance. Uh, so, uh, but this is going to be a great, uh, great game to watch, and I'm definitely going to be sitting in and and eating my popcorn and drinking my beer and watching them, them uh, Sooners take that victory. So, but uh, hey, that's that's what's up, man. We went through the show. I appreciate it, guys, for joining me. Uh, and hopefully next week we have Joe uh, to be in the house. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for watching All Four Downs podcast. Tune in every week, every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Also, don't forget to check out the rest of the podcast that Clovercrest have to offer. All you have to do is go to clovercrestmedia.com to know more about it. So, on behalf of all the the people here on the show, to Clovercrest and everybody else, thank you for watching All Four Downs. We'll <laughs>